everybody. Welcome back to the Small Talk Podcast. We're Rich and Lisa Small, married with children and grandchildren. We are also real estate agents, co-hosts of the TV series Negotiators Lux, musicians, and future Airbnb hosts. Every second Wednesday of each month on this podcast, we bring to you an element of real estate. And because real estate has so many different facets, we have something for everyone. It's true that real estate is one of the most talked about ways to invest. It's surely a subject worth delving into for everyone. On other days, you'll find us talking about life. And with that, there's no limit to what we talk about. Just don't be offended if you disagree. Want to be a guest on our show? Call or text us at 610-764-1371. Hey, thanks for listening, and may our time together be blessed. Hey, welcome. Happy Wednesday. And I do believe today is a uh, Hallmark holiday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. So anyway, we welcome you all, and um, it's already starting to be an exciting podcast because we did have a... That was Brenna. She says hi. We already did have some excitement to start the podcast with technical difficulties, but you know what? It's like rain in a storm. Once it passes, everything clears up. So let's let's get to our guest because yeah. we are excited. We have a, a young man who has, um, I'm just going to describe, we had a meeting with him um, not long ago and I would describe him as passionate yes. about what he does. Yes, very. And uh, as, as are we. And I think that um, we, we kind of had to agree to end our last conversation because it probably wouldn't have. And with that in mind, we're going to introduce Jude Brennan from American Financial Network. Or AFN, as they call it. We're going to talk about investment properties financing for investment properties, and whatever else you want to talk about in, in the field of mortgages. Sounds great. Well, so excited to be here. Um, Lisa and Rich, thanks so much for having me on. I'm very excited um, to, to be on your podcast and looking forward to the conversation and mm-hmm. seeing how we can help uh, home buyers and real estate investors. And as you mentioned, I, I am passionate about this. I've been, um, been doing this for about 22 years. Um, and so, yeah, so like you said, happy Valentine's Day um, as well. It's an exciting day. For me, I'm a Catholic Christian. It's also Ash Wednesday. So for anyone who else out there is, is Catholic, it's a, our first day of Lent. So it's an exciting Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday on the same day. I don't think that's ever happened before, but very, very <laughs> exciting stuff. Um, yeah, so excited to be here. And, um, yeah. and we're excited to have you on. Why don't you, Jude, give us your name, your title, company, your phone number, email, website, whatever information you want to give. So people have that now, and then we'll do that again later. Good idea. Let's start with that. Perfect. That sounds great, Lisa. Um, sure. My my name is Jude Brennan, uh, and my company's name is American Financial Network. We go by AFN. So most, of, most people know us by AFN, but it is American Financial <laughs> Network. Uh, my phone number uh, is 215 four five zero one six three three two one five four five zero one six three three you can use that to, to text me um anytime or, or or you can call and um i think that's probably the best way because that that way i can then send you my other contact information website and okay. email would be easier that way but um and was there something else you wanted me to? And you're the uh, area, you're the area manager. <clears throat> yes, I'm the area area manager for American Financial Network. Yes. So, so what I run, does area what does area manager mean? Like, what is that? Sure. Um, so I, I run a team here at American Financial Network. Um, so I, I manage an area of, of people at uh, American Financial Network. I've been here at the company probably, I think, nine years now. Um, okay. Yeah, so I've been here for quite some time. Um, you know, a lot of people in our industry, mortgage or real estate, kind of jump around a little bit. But I, you know, I've been with American Financial Network for um, for a lot of reasons, and to kind of go into what Rich was asking as well. Um, I've been here for a long time because of the com- company and the company culture and how we run the organization. Um, it's really it, it's a great place. It's a team environment. We're a sizable 
organization. Like I said, we close billions each year, but it's really a team approach. And you have that team feel when you are working with us. Um, I, you know, I personally can call the CEO of the company, you know, I, I uh, can call the, you know, the, the VP of operations, you know, morning, noon, night, um, you know, so it's first name basis, you know, texting, I know them personally. So, you know, I can, at, at any stage of the loan process, the buying process, if I had to get someone on the phone, there's not, there's no red tape. So that really is a, yeah. a big, a big advantage. Very glad you brought that point out because as real estate agents, um, of course, we realize that you, uh, timing is everything in a real estate deal, for example. And sometimes you need an answer immediately or, you know, or yesterday. And if you don't have access and you can't solve a problem, it could blow the deal. So without going into detail, that has happened. Um, so having someone um, that's in a position to get answers like you are from whoever in your company is going to help you, that's a big deal. I, I can't even emphasize it enough. The biggest part of a home buying process is getting your borrower and buyer through smoothly to, to from yeah. start to, to finish. You know, that, that really is what at the end of the day, when it closes, the buyer in their mind is like, wow, thank you. You know, that really went through smoothly. Or it could be a nightmare with the wrong company where you, you might have got them through to the closing, but they're not really feeling great at the end because it was so rough. There were so many yeah. bumps in the road. There were so many different things they had to resend over and over. Um, you know, so it really is important. It's it's a team approach and it's all about the relationship, you know, when you're, you know, when you're dealing with a buyer, that, that's really what's important. Um, a lot of times people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They have no idea all the footwork, all the, all the technical stuff that's going on, all the fires that we're putting out. And when they don't know, when our clients don't know, that's a good thing. We, when Rich and I say to a buyer, you know, we would prefer you to use someone on our preferred list because we know them. We know they're going to not just get the job done and get you to settlement, which is the goal, but they're also going to do it in an efficient manner and it's going to be a smooth transaction. You know, bar any unforeseen things that happen, they can happen. Well, first of all, you know, a lot of home buyers don't realize how much goes into like what you were saying, Lisa, on the back end, buyers don't really see all of the intricacies of the mortgage process. Right. There are so many moving parts. If they knew, they would be overwhelmed. You know? <laughs> yes. Like our job is crazy. Like there's so many little things that go on the back on the back end, you know, things that are checked out, mm -hmm. things that are looked at, things that are processed, that were in the title, the appraisal. You know, there's there's so much they would be overwhelmed, right? And if yeah. you're not working with the right person, that's where the headaches and the hassles come in, because they don't know what to look at for you know up front. You know, it, you know what we do is we're super thorough up front. We spend a lot of time with our with our um, our buyers, our borrowers, up front to make sure that everything looks good before it this even before you even go under contract before you even get into underwriting you know like that's right like a year before we're we're, we're getting people pre-approved because we want to make sure that they are in line but you know to, to talk about one thing for example you mentioned dealing with the right um lender and then sometimes things do pop up i'll give you an example uh we have a, have a closing that's happening it's actually happening right now um normally i go to all my closings um but this live podcast the closing got changed oh. to 2 p.m today oh um, my gosh so uh, you know i had this i had to explain we have you know i have a live podcast going on and they're they completely understood it was supposed to happen you know two days ago we got moved to today 2 p.m was the only time they can close right but anyway so they, there's a closing that's happening today and that that experience for them before they came to me was a nightmare they basically are were buying a condo they found out in the middle that the condo um, had this huge assessment, millions of dollars of assessment, and each unit was going to be assessed sixteen thousand and so forth. So the condo did not meet Fannie Mae guidelines, right? Wow. So and there's like ninety units in here, so no one can get them financing in there, right? So, but they didn't find out until like four days before closing. 
Oh, it was supposed goodness. to close on a Thursday. I got a call on a Monday from um, one of my loan officer people that refer me business because mm-hmm. things that she cannot do, she sends them to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is one of those clients that she had to call me up four days before the closing. She's like, "This is supposed to close Thursday," um, for my help. And you know, it's just an example. You know, they should have caught that. You know, at the very beginning, but for some reason they dragged this person through the mud, and four days before closing, it, it completely blew up on them. So they sent it to me. I got the borrower on the phone, and she was just distraught. You know, she was ready to, you know, Aww. you know, back out. Um, but we took it, and then I explained to her everything up front what was wrong with the condo. She didn't even know what was wrong with the condo. I explained to her exactly why it didn't meet Fannie Mae guidelines. Here's here's the reason why. Uh, you know, because of the the critical nature of the of the, uh, the repairs and the assessment and so forth. And she was like, shoot, thank you. Nobody explained that to me. Um, but so we, we got that and we moved her through the process, explained to her everything was super thorough. You know, she still had to send me a few things that, that we needed that she didn't even send the other lender, which they probably would, would have asked for anyway. Uh, but we moved her through the process smoothly and we closed that within a, a, 10 days, actually. So wow. from the time I got it, it's now closing Ooh. tomorrow. Um, but we could, you know, that's an example of, of a couple things of, you know, just communicating with your borrower, explaining to them, making them feel good about the process, making them, you know, giving them all the information that they need so they understand what the process looks like. They mm-hmm. don't need to know everything, but they knew that, you know, the, the critical nature of what they needed to do to move them through. Um, and that, that's what our team does. And she even said to me, you know, I just want to get this done tomorrow and I'm sure I'm going to, going to be calling you to thank you. She's like, don't worry about coming. You explained everything to me. You went over the closing oh. disclosure, you know. Um, so I'm probably going to get a call, you know, after this podcast with, with a big okay. thank you, um, <laughs> which is, you know, which is what we all, we all love that. So yeah. that piece of it, but then also, you know, we as a company and my team, we can do things that other banks can't do. Like this condo is non-warrantable, meaning it can't meet Fannie Mae guidelines. Mm-hmm. But I have access to um, our investors that can do non-warrantable condos. Um, you know, and not everybody has that. So we're a direct lender, American Financial Network, AFN, we're a direct lender. So everything is done in-house. We also have access, if we needed to, to broker out our loans to hundreds of wholesale lenders. Um, if we needed to, so, so like out of the box things, things like this that don't meet Fannie Mae guidelines. Um, so we, we actually closed this with one of our investor partners, um, right. one of our lenders that, um, and that's why we got the call. So we, this was not an in-house mm-hmm. loan, just to give you an example, 98% of the loans we do are in-house, but this was with one of our, our lender partners. Yeah. All right. So let's get into investing financing for investors so take it away all right sounds good (laughs) where do you want to start um you know what i'll do is just kind of touch base a little bit uh, um uh, about what's required or you know for Mm -hmm. investing and and kind of what that looks like then i want to talk a little bit about what kind of programs are there for real estate investors great um you know so you know, real real estate investing is exciting. You, you know, um, yeah. people in the real estate industry. I'm I'm sometimes amazed that you know some real estate agents and people in the industry, mortgage people, don't have real estate. You know, they don't own real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of is mind boggling to me sometimes, right? Um, because real estate is is historically, you know, the safest investment. You know, yeah. if you look at at the numbers. There is appreciation every year. I mean, you have a couple blips in there, but for the most part, if you look at the chart historically, um, real estate appreciates every single year. I mean, you had 2007, 2008, that was kind of an an anomaly. You know, everything kind of blew up, but soon after that, it started cranking back up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this past few years, you know, one year we had 19% appreciation. That's not normal. Um, Right. But it's still projected, you know, if you look at the, if you listen to the analysts, they're still projecting appreciation every year, right? Mm-hmm. They're projecting appreciation this year. And, um, you know, if you look at the 
you know, these are kind of just reasons why you might want to take a look at investing in real estate, right? If you look at where the data right now, you know, you have, sometimes you have the media talking negative about how we're, you know, the the market's going to bust, you know, real estate is, is not safe. You got to rent. Yeah. Don't go on YouTube. No, it's always doom and gloom. That's all they talk about. Yeah. Well, because that's what sells, you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, quite frankly, we're all knuckleheads because we listen to the media, you know, all of us, myself included, you know what I mean? But sometimes you got to back up and be like, okay, let's look at some data, right? Right. So if you take that out of the equation and you, you know, you look at the data, because you have, you know, you've heard this before, you're like, hey, should I wait this out? Should I wait another year to buy? You know, you know, are we, are we in for a, a burst in the real estate market? Um, but if you back up and take a look at the data, you have a couple things going on there. You have uh, the millennials, which are bigger than the baby boomers, right? And the, mm-hmm. and the data you look at when you're looking at real estate and appreciation, how stable the market is, you know, part of the part of the data you look at is um, household formations, right? So mm-hmm. right now, the millennials are at the peak or at the point they're all forming households, right? Right? It's all household formations right now. They're at the age where they're forming households. They're they're ready to buy. Right. And then the other piece of the data you're looking at is the inventory. So you have how many households are being formed and you, and you have where's the inventory, real estate inventory. So right now you have if you're looking at a you know, bar chart, um, the bar for the uh, millennials for your households are super high and you have inventory very low. Right. So that's yeah. kind of like a supply and demand feature, you know, of, um, mm-hmm. fact right there, supply and demand uh, data right there. So that piece alone is kind of pointing to um that the real estate market's going to remain stable and not only stable right now but for years because of the millennials you know even if you had inventory kind of push up which we all want inventory to 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 crank up a little bit but even if it did crank up it's it's not going to be doubling in the next year or in the next few years but even if it went up a little bit you still have big supply uh, the big demand for real estate right Mm -hmm. and and low supply Right. So that piece of data is it just kind of, you know, gives a real estate investor or someone who's thinking about investing in real estate a little bit of data so they, they can make a decision on, hey, th- you know, it, you know it, it is a good time to buy. It really is because you're going to continue yeah. to have appreciation. Right. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, you know, point that out because that's important. Yeah. Because you have real estate investors who are like who want to invest in real estate. These are newbies. Right. They haven't invested in anything. They want to invest. But they're listening to the media. They're listening to other people that really aren't talking data. They're just talking because they like to hear themselves talk, quite frankly. But they're not looking at at, at quality data, right? So that that should give someone a little bit of a comfort level that hey, you know, I should maybe I, I'm I'm interested. Let me start looking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your seasoned investors who have been doing this a long time, right? Investing is really all about the numbers. Right, I think we, we talked about that earlier. When you're buying for a primary residence, it's it's about the numbers you can afford, and when you're buying real estate, it's about the numbers, so that when you invest in that, if you're if you're doing renovations and you're looking to fix it up and flip it or fix it up and, and rent it out, mm-hmm. you need to make sure the numbers work so that you don't lose your shirt. Right. Exactly. Um, so you need someone seasoned. You need a team of people around you that are seasoned. You know, that's really a key, key phrase, a key word that you used before key, uh, is yep. season. Yeah. You know, someone like yourself, real estate team who, who knows the market, who can look at the data, the comps in the area. And then you need a, a seasoned finance person that can also help you to look at, at the data and make sure the numbers work. Because it's all about how you buy when you're buying real estate, right? Ooh, it's not even, you know, you're not, it's even more important than, you know, when you're selling. So you, it's all about how you buy. That number that you buy at is super important. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at the beginning, you want to look at the numbers, right? You find a house you like, you know, Rich and Lisa, you, you know, you have a real estate investor. You're going to start showing them homes, you know, showing them um, things that pop up on the MLS, maybe things even off the MLS that you find. Um, and someone's interested. The next thing is they need to look at the numbers. What do these numbers look like? Here's the purchase price. Um, you know, now I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, renovation piece of it. So you have real estate investors that buy real estate that are going to, you know, put money into to fix it up, and they're they're going to either flip it or they're going to hold it. So it's either a buy and hold, buy renovate hold, or a buy renovate flip. Um, you can also buy stuff turnkey, but 
you know, let's talk just, you know, right now about kind of renovation, right? So it's mm -hmm. about the numbers, purchase price, and you need to figure out what the renovation cost would be. Mm -hmm. um, and then you need to know the after repair value. Those are the, those are the key, key things you need to know. Purchase price plus renovation costs, plus what can I sell this for? Or what can I refinance this for after the fact, right? right. What's the value going to be after I repair? And so that's where, you know, a small team comes in, in place is, is you need to show, you find them the right properties and you help them find the true comps in the area, right? Because a lot, some real estate investors, when they're starting out, they don't have a team like yourself. Mm -hmm. That can that can give them true comps, comparable properties, right? And they go on Zillow and they and they and they just kind of look and they think, oh, this property looks great, but you're not going to get the the data you need from Zillow in terms of yeah. true sales, true comparable properties in the area. And so that person might be looking at the wrong data, the wrong numbers, so that that right. they can lose their shirt, right? So yeah, you know, they got the purchase price, uh, renovation after repair. So the yes. after repair value, those comps are critical. And so that's why your team is so important is you can get them those accurate comparable properties, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then in terms of the financing side, you know, financing for uh, a fix and flip or a fix or a buy, renovate and refinance um, is, you know, the financing is important on that. You know, you can buy cash, but you know, most people don't have cash and even People that do have cash, there's a lot of data that would point to not to spend your own cash because you, you could use your cash to buy three properties instead of one property, right? Some people mm -hmm. will just buy a property and put cash down and they bought the property, but they could actually take that cash and split it up and, and for three down payments for three properties. And then they're building wealth that way, right? right. We do seminars on things like that, you know, yeah. for people that are, that have a lot of money that are just, they want to put all this cash into buying a home. We kind of show them that, hey, it might not make sense to do that. Here's the reason why. You take some of your money, you could buy three properties, and here's the equity you would building, the appreciation, and then here's the wealth over five, ten years, you know, by leveraging, you know, by getting financing rather than putting money down to cash. Um, okay. So financing for this type of scenario, uh, we have a couple different options for that. Uh, we have okay. a traditional option which would be, so if, again, this is for someone who's buying, renovating, either flipping, or um, they're going to refinance, uh, I'm sorry, or they're, or they're going to rent it out, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a couple, a few different options. Um, the traditional option is we can do a, a full income verification loan, where we would verify their income, and we would get them a renovation loan um, to purchase the home, money for renovation, uh, and then they're purchasing the home that way. Uh, and those products are, there's an FHA 203K, it's called. Mm -hmm. That is a renovation product. That's full income documentation. And then there's also a conventional um, uh, renovation product that we have as well. So you can go FHA or you can go conventional. These are full income verification. You have to have a certain credit score. You have to serve a certain amount of assets. Um, it's a little bit more of a cumbersome process. Then the next option that I'm going to um, kind of go over with you, but it is a great option. It really is. You, you know, the rate, the rates are lower. As long as you're okay with going through the process, finding a contractor that um, is good to work with a two or three K loan or a conventional loan. Um, it's a great option to start out with. And some people will do one of those and they'll move on to the next uh, program, which I'm going to talk to you about in a second here. Um, but that is a great option, FHA 203Ks and um, a conventional renovation loan. So we, we can help with both of those, all right? So is the conventional one the home style still? It is. It's the home style, correct. Okay. Now, the 203K, isn't that only for owner-occupied? Uh, that is correct. That is correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that's okay. also a piece of it. So, so the, the 203K is just for um, – it. it is just for primary residence. Okay, the right. Fannie Mae home style is is more geared towards the real estate investor, or for primary residence, right? Okay. Because um, some people limited. will actually so, that, that's limited for investors to one unit, right? Uh, it is yes. Okay. Okay. Do they it have is. just on a side note? 
Are there any, like say somebody wanted to get a duplex or triplex or quad, are there any renovation programs for something like that? For it's a great question. Great question. And that's, that segues into the next product, which I was going to talk to you about. Yes. Great. Okay. Yeah. But it, that is a good point. The, the, Fannie, the, the FHA 2 or 3K is just for primary residence. But what people, a lot of people do is they will, they will do that. And after a year, they exit and that becomes mm -hmm. a, a, an investment property. So a lot of people use that as their first quote investment property. They'll live in it for a year. And with FHA, you have to live in it for at least a year and then you can move right. on from there. And that and becomes an investment name, property. We have a name for people that do that. Well, not we, but there is, there really is. They're called house hackers. House hackers. Yes. That, yes. Is, that is the, that is the new buzzword. Yes. Yes. I love correct. it. I think that is such a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> we have one. Yes, so, we have a, we have a client that actually is a house hacker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I yes. love it. So that's, yes, that's, that's house hacking. So if you go in the real estate investment community, that's what it is called. You mm -hmm. know, you know, someone say, Hey, did you do a house? Why don't you do a house hack? I'm like, what's, what's yeah. that? We're like, that sounds a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, that is that is the buzzword, house hacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. people in the real estate investment community do know about that. Yeah. So you start off with an FHA loan, you house hack, and then you kind of move on. Yes. Yeah. This really reminds me of, I don't know how many conversations I've had with people that want to start real estate investing. Right, um, right. I, I've lost count over the years. Where do I start? How do I start? And I think I just listened very carefully to, you know, I even wrote down some of the things you said um, so I can share this with others. But it sounds like, you know, what you can offer, uh, you, can, you can offer to the seasoned investor, but you can also, you have a lot to offer a new investor. And probably the most important thing is, is just the experience that you have um, about how even, even how to evaluate a property financially. Like you said, you know, you look at the data. And um, a lot of people don't know where to start, who to start with, what to do. All they know is they have a desire to get started. So now I'm seeing this in a different light. Because I never really heard anybody talk so in such a comprehensive way about the process like you seem to be talking about it, and uh, like I wouldn't have any reservation about um, recommending a, a new investor to you. I, well, along those lines, we we can see that um, they can you're going to take a lot of the fear away that goes into this. Rich, that is such a great point. It really is. Um, because there's a lot of fear there for new investors, right, to, to kind of hop into this. And you, you need someone that understands the process, the pitfalls, you know, what works, yes. what doesn't work. Um, and that's, that's the fear that people have. Okay, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose, you know, a lot of money here. I don't want to get in here and yeah. make, make huge mistake, right? So, yep. I have a lot of, uh, we'll just call them deals that are presented to me that I will, I help them evaluate, you know, um, we'll look at the numbers together and that's a big piece of why people send me business in terms of the real estate. I mean, obviously I do primary residences and first time home buyers off, but we're, we're talking about, you know, real estate investment. A lot mm -hmm. of people send me their, their clients or they come to me, um, because of that, because I can help them and walk them through and show them, mm -hmm. you know, this is what it looks like. And I mean, I'll get clients that I'll say, Hey, this one really doesn't look great. You know, you might want to pass on this one, you know what I mean? Or, you know, they're, they're pretty set on it and, I'll, and I might find something. All right. You know, you, did you look at this? And they're like, no, that's a good point. You know, that might be, put me way over budget or something, you know? Um, you know, and that, that's, that's really critical. You know, you have a second set of eyes looking at, you know, worst case, you have a second set of eyes looking at what you're doing and saying, yeah, it looks great. Or, you know, hey, here's something you might, you might have missed. And you also have someone for someone new who can, will walk you through the entire process. Because um, it, 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 it is a lot more simple than people think in terms of, there's not many that not not that many pieces to it, but you just need to get the pieces right. Otherwise, right. you can get get messed up. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, you're basically just finding a house, 
get, figuring out what the renovation costs are and, and figure out what the after repair value is. You know, right. so it's not that difficult, but you got to get the st- you got to get the pieces right, and you got to make sure that the numbers work. Otherwise, you're you're in trouble, right? And right. then you need the financing piece of it. That also done right because that can also blow up on you pretty. That's big. right. And the other thing is with the difference between buying a home you're going to live in and buying a real estate investment property is the difference between the emotional part of it. When you're buying a house that you're going to live in, you walk in there and it's a feel, you know, this is where I want to be. This is my home. That's not how it is on an investment property. There is no emotion. You, You have no emotional attachment or you shouldn't have an emotional attachment. And it's just about really the numbers and will it work or not. That's an important mindset as an investor. Now you're you're 100% right. You know, that is the difference. You're yeah. buying a house, primary residence, you marry that house, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're buying an investment property, it's, you gotta take that emotion out. You know, you're buying a primary residence because it feels good. It's going to be your home. You know, you're going to wake up and, and be excited about being there. You know, and, and that's, I had so many conversations with real estate investors explaining that to them. I'm like, I'm like, John, you got to, you got to take a step back, right? Right. You don't need, you don't right. need to do X, Y, and Z in this property. That's $20,000 more than you really need to spend on this, you know, on, on this renovation. Don't get me wrong. You want to do the right renovation, but you don't need to spend 20 grand more you're not living in this property, right? You got to back up. You take the emotion out of this. You know, right. you're not That's buying true. this to live in it. You're buying it as an investment, right? Um, mm-hmm. You still you do quality work, but you, you're not putting stuff that you you know trimming and all the different things in that house as if you were going to live there. You don't need to, right? Because it's just going to get yeah. if you're renting it out, it's going to get beat up anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just blew a lot of money, right? And you're over budget, and then the after repair value comes in ten grand lower, and and then you're really over budget. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so it's yep. a very, it's a very good point. You got to take the emotions out. It's all about the numbers. That's why I started off with that. It's all about the numbers. It really is. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. 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 So no, that's very, a, it's very a good point. Yeah. It's a yeah. very, very good point. I'm glad you brought that up for sure. It might be a good time to reiterate, uh, your information for our listeners because, uh, maybe they have a pen in hand. They want to, uh, write down your contact information. Sure. Again, it's. Jude Brennan, uh, American Financial Network, or we go by AFN. And my uh, direct number, my cell phone is 215-450-1633. 215-450-1633. Uh, you can call me, text me anytime. I'd be happy to help you walk you through the process. The difference yes. between when you're buying a home for, your, for yourself to live in and an investment property. What's the difference between the down payments? Because that's something that a lot of people, you know, they say, oh yeah, I want to invest in real estate. Okay, but they don't realize the down payment is a lot higher for an investment property. Or do you have any programs that maybe are not as high of a down payment? Yeah, so that's a very, very good question. And obviously, people want to know how much money do I need to buy? You know, mm-hmm. um, and so if you're looking at, well, first of all, you know, the FHA we talked about, the house hacking, you know, it's still yes. three and a half percent, you know, so you could still buy a property with three and a half percent down, right? Mm-hmm. You got you to live in, in it for a year before you do anything. Uh, conventional, you, you know, you could still, you know, put five, ten percent down. Um, on uh on the property uh it, but uh the next product i'm going to talk about is a little bit different right okay so most of uh, most real estate investors they might do one fha you know conventional and then they're like all right i've had enough or they can't buy any more buy more any more of those or they can't use those products anymore because they might maybe they have too many too many um too many houses too many loans um so the next product is is more, it's non-traditional, right? Um, and it's not as much down as people would think, but it's it looks completely different, right? It's very, very different product. So in, in terms of the renovation piece of it, we're still talking about that. Um, 
the financing that I can do for, for people uh, is based off of their experience, number one. We can still, a lot of places cannot use this product um, for someone who has no experience, right? So if you're if you're looking to buy and renovate a property, it's based off of how many flips or how many properties you bought and renovated and refinanced, right? Okay. The more that you have, the better terms you get, right? Yeah. So typically how it works is you'll have the purchase price and you'll have the renovation costs, right? Mm -hmm. And the the combination is is your all-in cost, right? We can lend a certain percent of the purchase price and 100% of the renovation costs, right? So it's not as much as as you think, right? So if you're buying a property for, you know, purchase price is $100,000, we'll just use that as a round number. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be anywhere from uh, 25, well, we'll just say 75 LTV to a... um, to an 87 and a half LTV. Okay. So it's okay. anywhere from, you know, 13% down just on the purchase price to 25%. Depends on on the property and so forth. So what we do is we do an evaluation, say, hey, here's what, what you'd be looking at on this particular property. Um, and then it's 100% of the renovation cost. So it's really not that much. Okay. Right? Explain what LTV is for our listeners. Sure. So loan to value, right? So it's your uh, loan amount to the value of the property, right? Um, So if we're just looking at the, well, it's a little bit different with this type of loan. So it's the LTV I'm talking about is just based on the purchase price. So you're putting, we'll just say you're putting anywhere from 13% down of the purchase price to 25% down of the purchase price. Okay. Right. So if your purchase price is a hundred thousand, your reno- your renovation cost is fifty thousand. That's hundred and fifty all in, right? Okay. Uh, but you're putting down just based off of that purchase price, right? That's so great. it's just based off of the hundred thousand. So it's anywhere from you know thirteen percent to twenty five percent just of the purchase price, and then we're going to finance a hundred percent of the renovation cost, mm-hmm. right? So basically, we would take. Um, how to figure out the loan amount would be, you have your purchase price, say it's, say you're putting 20% down of the purchase price. So your loan amount would be 80000 because you're buying a $100,000 uh, house. So the loan mm-hmm. amount would be 80000 plus the renovation cost. So 80000 plus the 50000 that would become your loan amount, if right. that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so that's one product which most people don't, can't do that. This this type of loan. Um, and is most that people, for most people don't know how to do it. This is this is strictly for investors. Yes. So this okay. type of loan is strictly for investors. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, and yeah, most in most cases, someone would set up a, a an LLC in this situation. Okay. Um, so they set up a little business, which you take it ten minutes online, and you have a business. You know, it's really really simple to do. Cost you hundred bucks, right? And this loan is going to close in an LLC. So this is a true investment, um, and it's easy to do. You know, I do this plenty of these for first-time investors, right? First-time renovation investors, right? That's great. Um, so that's that's a great product that we can help people out yeah. with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the rates and stuff are, are completely different. Um, they're interest only because this is a short-term loan. It's a thirteen-month term, pretty much. Okay. You can have extensions on it as well, but um, obviously, because if you're doing renovation, if you're in it for more than six months, then something's going wrong with that renovation, exactly. right? So you don't, you don't need 13 months. You know, people right. want to get in and out in two months, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's a short-term loan. You're paying interest only. You're not paying fully amortized. So the payment's, payment's low, uh, you know, lower, lower than it's a full, if it was fully amortized. And then, mm-hmm. so you're in and out of those loans, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a, it's a fantastic loan for a real estate investor. The, um, you know, the buy and hold people will buy, renovate, rent it out, then we refinance them into a 30-year loan. So we'll give them in the initial renovation loan, short-term mm-hmm. loan, then we refinance them into a 30-year loan. That's the step, right? Nice. So that's why you know they come to you for the expert your expertise in finding the comps, because it's all about the comps. Yes. The comparable properties. What is this house going to be worth 
after it's renovated. If they, if you get that number wrong, then your numbers are off, right? That's right. So that's and why it's they... important to think like an appraiser in that sense. Not that we are appraisers, but <clears throat> that's one thing that I always think about is when I'm looking up comps and I'm trying to price a property. I always think: Is an appraiser going to be able to support this about this amount with the comps out there? That's my, that's one thing that is forefront when I'm, when I'm doing this, because if an appraiser cannot support the value, then yeah, then you're up a creek. So it's very, very important to have, you know, someone. Or you need a lot of money then. Well, yeah. But that is very important. That's key. That's definitely a key phrase you said there. It really is. It makes all the difference. And that's the mindset, you know, an expert has, you know, that's not the mindset that, you know, a junior real estate agent who's just starting out or, you know, mortgage person that hasn't done many of these or any of these, um, they don't think that way, but that is key. That's exactly mm -hmm. how you have to think. What is this going to appraise for, right? right. You got to look right. at those comps and make sure they are true comparable properties. You know yes. that an appraiser could use, and and so so you know what you're doing. That's yeah. Your team is definitely the type of team that real estate investors want to talk to. Because you don't want if you do it too high, then you're you're not serving your clients' needs. And sometimes, of course, clients want you to go higher. And then you know, like you say, you have to talk them off the ledge after it doesn't sell for a month and a half because they're asking too much money for it, and. Oh, of course, this market's different now. You don't want to go too low either. You don't want to leave money on the table. Although in this market, there's always, you know. Multiple offers. Multiple offers. So you're so, not really going to. So there's not much risk right now yeah. of that happening. But, um, yeah, you're right. That is, that's something that is not really recognized or talked about very much. But, well, let's put it this way. When you get it right, nobody notices. Yeah. When you get it wrong. Yeah. Oh boy. When you get it wrong. Everybody notices. No one's happy. Yeah, it really yes. is. It makes all the difference for sure. Yeah. And those, I, we love, I love working with investors. You know, we've done real estate investing ourselves. So it is also fun to see investors, especially new investors, become investors. Mm -hmm. And actually, I have to say this. Everyone who buys real estate, whether they live in the property or rent it or or uh, flip it is a real estate investor right everybody is so but when you're doing it for you know profit and you're looking to rent or flip um those investors it's so much fun seeing somebody become a new investor and have their you know their first transaction go through like that yeah it's exciting Yes. It is because because they're very excited about it. You know, yeah. they're like, "Wow, I, I really I really did this." You know, the yeah. first time they do it, like, "Wow, I really did this," and I have, I have a property, and then they yeah. want to buy another one. You know, because they yeah. they're like, I, "I can do this. This is great," and they're building wealth by doing that. Yeah, you know, um, so it is exciting. Yeah. It's different, like you're saying. It's it's a different than a first time home buyer, um, but it's it, it is such a great experience as well. Um, and you know, anyone can do it. Anyone can invest in real estate, but like you said earlier, Jude, be prepared. It's about preparing. And the sooner, like I think we talked on the phone earlier this morning before the podcast, and you were saying it's never too early to get pre-approved. There's lots of factors that go into a pre-approval, and you want to get that all worked out ahead of time. So that when you're ready to make that offer, you are prepared. Especially, like we said, in this in this day and age where there's not a lot of properties on the market and you're in competition with a lot of investors or a lot of buyers. So Yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right, Lisa. Is well, first of all, anybody, like you said, anybody can buy real estate if they have the right team around them, right? That's really important. Yeah, that's um, true. And too. and you're you are so right. I tell everyone this: my primary job is to get you ready. 
is to make yeah. sure that you are ready, whether you, mm -hmm. you are a first time home buyer buying a primary residence or you are a real estate investor. It's all about being ready because the people that are not ready, they're missing out on houses. You know, the person that has to get, you know, they look at this house, they want to put a, an offer in, but then they need to take a few days to get financing in order or pre-approval or go back and think about the numbers again. They just missed that property. And so let's get you ready. Like you said, yes. I always tell people, are you looking to purchase? Are you still looking to purchase sometime this year? Because 12 months to 18 months out, you know, if you're thinking about buying a house in that time frame, you want to start now, not not a month before, not three months before. You want to be you want to be ready. Whether you're a first time home buyer or you're a real estate investor, the people that are getting their offers accepted are the ones that were ready that can move fast. Especially for real estate investors, you need to move fast. Yes. You know, you see a property, you got to move on that quick because there's going to be other offers coming coming pretty pretty soon. So my job is to make sure you you know your numbers, right? So if you're buying a primary residence, you go and see a house with, with Lisa and Rich and you already know your numbers. You're thinking to yourself, well, well, Judy, Judy went over these numbers. I know I can put an offer on this house because I already know my numbers. I know, you know, uh, you know what my monthly payment is going to be, what range it's going to be in based on this offer and how much money I'm going to need to put down. I'm comfortable mm -hmm. with turnkeys. Obviously, it's a little different than, you know, you're buying, renovating and either flipping or, or refinancing. Um, you know, you're looking at a property. I mean, typically when you're buying a property to renovate, it's undervalued because you're going to put value into it and then refinance it. And you're going to have a new value after you, you put your value until you have a new value. Uh, turnkeys, obviously you're finding a property that is either already renovated and it's at market value or it's in good shape. You know, so obviously if you could find a, a, a turnkey property that's a little undervalued, that's great. Most of the time, you're not going to find it undervalued. It's going to be at market value. So it's really about the numbers. It's about the cash flow that you have in that property. What's the rental income, right? Right. And then yeah. rental income in relation to what your mortgage payment is, you know, and anything above that is is your, is your cash flow, right? Yeah. Um, so those are the type of properties you're looking for, um, probably that cash flows, right? And so yeah. you can, we can do a couple different avenues in terms of finance for that. We can go conventional, traditional route where you're verifying your income and you can qualify and cover that mortgage. You know, if you have a primary residence, you're covering your income covers the primary residence mortgage and the investment property mortgage. You know, we can use the lease to offset that mortgage payment right? Uh, to, to qualify you. Once you get to a certain point, you're not going to be able to use the conventional anymore. We have to go to what most real estate investors are using um, one of our other products, which is based solely on the rental income that's in that property or that will be in that property. We're looking at the debt service coverage ratio, right? So it has to debt service. And what that means really is, does the rental income cover your mortgage payment, right? right? And or what, or at what percent? is it covering or not covering, right? Mm -hmm. so like a 1.0 debt service ratio would mean your rental income is exactly the same amount as your, your mortgage payment, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at, we're not in those, with these programs, we're not looking at any personal or business income. We're just looking at the asset and the rental income in that asset. And we're getting you qualified and giving you a loan based off of, off of that. So uh, do they require a like the landlord to have been a landlord for two years, like that seasoning requirement, or can that be someone who's just starting out? Uh, you don't have, yeah, you don't have to necessarily have that experience. Okay. Um, you know, you do want to see, yeah, we could do first time investors with that product to answer that question. Okay. Yeah. Another avenue for real estate investors is short term rentals and people are making, you know, very good revenue from the short-term rental. Real estate investing has so many um, facets to it. There's so many different ways that you can use properties for investment purposes. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, there is, especially nowadays, you know, with the short-term rental, income, yeah. um, the Airbnb and other, you know, VRBOs and all those. Exactly. Uh, things have kind of changed a lot for mm -hmm. that. You know, um, there's a lot of different ways to buy properties and, and make money with properties. There really is. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. And you, you get excited because you yeah. realize, wow, I can do this. You know, 
That's and right. I have someone that's going to walk me through it step by step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people just need a team, like you said, a team that can just say, okay, you're ready to go. We have you qualified. You're ready to go. And here, all you have to do is follow our lead and have confidence in us that we know what we're doing and we'll get it done for you. You know, um, I think at this point we can encourage our listeners to uh, reach out to either of us with any questions they may have. Yeah. And when we do a second podcast together, maybe we can take some time to answer some of the questions. Yes. So along those lines, why don't you give them our contact information? Rich and Lisa Small, 610-764-1371. And our email is richsmallteam at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you. Jude would love to hear from you. We would love to help you either purchase your first property, your 50th property, and anywhere in between whether it's for yourself to live in or an investment property. We're here because we, we, we love helping first-time home buyers and real estate investors. And, and we are certainly the teams, uh, if you surround yourself with, uh, you're, you're going to do well and it's going to be a great experience for you. you know, we have the expertise, yeah. yep. first-time home buyers and real estate investors. And it's really just about being ready. And that's that's what our primary job is to is to get you ready and then make this a smooth transaction for you. So yeah. I look forward to hearing from you. I'll be happy yeah. to answer any questions. Thank you for being on here with us and we will have you on again. Sounds great. Great hanging out with you as well. Thanks again for listening and being part of our Small Talk podcast. We hope you enjoy each and every episode as much as we do. Want to be a guest on our show? Call or text us at 610-764-1371. And if you haven't already, please help us out by subscribing to this podcast and listening in. We want to reach as many people as possible. Until Until next time. time.